0: Hey, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hustle Podcast. Yes. Thank you so much. We do have a request though, before we get started, if you have found our content to be entertaining or helpful, would you consider leaving us a review on iTunes? Those five-star reviews really help to make sure that our content gets out there and that our show continues to grow. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Pure Podcast. I'm Mike.
1: And this is Orlando. And we're episode 361, a themed episode.
0: Yeah, 361 episodes in. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot that has happened over the last 361 episodes. You know, we've started from me not knowing anything about reselling to me knowing a little bit more about reselling and uh, the economy changing, reselling going up and down, us being successful, times of drought as far as reselling goes, feast or famine... We've learned a lot. We've changed a lot. The methods that we've started with have changed over time. and uh, and that's part of it. you know, I, I hope people realize as we uh, go through this that there's a constant flux, constant change. And so with three hundred and sixty one episodes in, we're kind of looking back at, you know, recent episodes and kind of looking at some of the struggles that we're facing a lot of resellers are facing. And you know, we try to be realistic about those problems, what's well, been rough, and then also considering, where things may be going and how to be how to be successful, because that is Orlando and I are always very big on the fact that reselling is doable. You can very much be successful if this is where you want to be, but sometimes you have to adapt. And so today we're going to be kind of looking forward instead of just looking behind us.
1: Yeah. So this is an interesting title. I I wanted to make something where it's it's looking forward and and being real about it but i i feel like the last few episodes you know yes we're always having a you know we got to keep it real right things are rough things are brutal uh and and it's it's funny because we can never win right we do a podcast and we talk about how great things are and people are like oh you guys you guys are are just you know shilling for ebay and then we do an episode where we talk about how rough things are and people are like oh you're so negative so we don't know where anyone's gonna land on this but this is one thing i know i and i'm gonna make a an argument here with mike and and mike can disagree too uh the idea is i do think there's a little bit of sunshine around the corner now i want to define what i mean by that uh it's not sunshine such as the atom bomb goes off and you're blinded by the sun like i don't think that (laughs) (laughs) what are you talking about (laughs) it's not like oppenheimer said. so what i mean is like in 2020 like that was atom bomb exploding kind of sunshine right like it think you mean okay so again clarify what you mean because you're saying atom bomb and then also
0: sunshine so are you saying this like a good thing like like just Wonderful, because when you say atom bomb and then
1: sunshine, it I'm makes it about seem like brightness, brightness, brightness. Okay, <laughs> so so uh, so twenty twenty, right? We had you know the the president at that time said we were gonna you know lock down for two weeks, and everybody thought it was gonna be the end of the world in reselling, right? That no one's gonna have any money, people aren't gonna source, and we all thought it was the end. And then, like an atom bomb, reselling blew up. Like, it, it just, it it, it was unstoppable. I, and that was a time where, like, if I wanted to, like, I could, like, I don't know, I, I'm trying to figure out, I, I could just, like, sell random pieces of wood from the street and list them on eBay, and they would sell within 24 hours. I mean, it wasn't that crazy, but you get what I'm saying, right? I'm exaggerating here, okay? But it was, it was crazy. Like, I remember going through my death piles. I remember going through my, I have a bunch of totes. And I just started listing stuff that I was like, this is never going to sell and stuff was selling. And so it's not going to be like that. I don't think we're going to have any Q4 like 2020. I don't think we're going to have a Q4 like 2021. We may not even have a Q4 like 2022, but I do believe that there will be a profitable Q4 coming up here soon. Now it could be sunshine in the eye of a storm <laughs> and you know, we're going to have to weather the storm through here and then, you know, there'll be just calm in Q4 and the sun's going to be bright and we're going to make a lot of sales. And then, boom, the economy is going to going to get crazy in 2024. Like, we don't know. We don't know. Right. I, in the last four years, we've been in this, I would say last three years, we've been in this holding pattern of, you know, it's going to be the end. Like, right. Everybody, right. Robert Kiyosaki is saying everything's going to fall apart um the the great short guy you know um for, forget his name right now but uh you know he's he's shorting against the market that there's supposed to be a crazy crash coming here soon like everybody has all these doomsday scenarios but i think q4 can still be profitable and so i i want to encourage everyone that you know this is still doable there's still money to be made and don't get caught up in like hey since sales are feel so bad right now in august that you know september is going to be the same in october november december and and things are going to change i do think there is going to be an uptick the question how much of an uptick that i don't know did that define things for you better yeah i mean i just uh the metaphors it was kind
0: of hard for me to follow because you're like (laughs) talking about bombs and sunshine (laughs) and storms and sunshines and sometimes the sunshine is good and sometimes it's bad but bombs are good and but i i think i know what you're saying that that you know that through all of this, even though we've been going through some potentially rocky issues, that we may still have some up. There may be some some good coming. And Q4 is one of those things that, you know, we'll kind of have to see what happens. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, kind of going through historically what has happened during these similar markets. And there's never a perfect I mean, like, mm-hmm. the uh, the saying like history doesn't repeat I'm it rhymes. Saying, uh, and there's, yeah. you know, some some con- I mean. The idea, though, that there's like similarities, there's patterns yeah. that you can kind of look at, uh, and then we're going to be looking at kind of the advantages we have right now in reselling that we could be taking advantage of, uh, and then what we need to do to implement to make sure that we are successful.
1: Yeah. So, I, I just it's it's it, I'm sorry about the analogy. In my mind, it made sense. It made sense, but maybe some other people caught on. I don't know. All right. Now, what what are your thoughts? You know, we've been told since. At the beginning of the podcast, we had always had this question, like, how is reselling going to be in a recession? Right. And then we went into a recession, you know, according to what I learned in econ back in high school, where you have you have two declining quarters of GDP. That means you're in a recession. And then the government came in and said, nope, that's not a recession. (laughs) Uh, It's something else. But even through that. Right. I thought by now things would would be better I think for recently I, I I thought that people would be going after the bargains people would be turning to eBay but I haven't seen it like I expected it to now do you what what are your thoughts on that do you think is it because the economy's doing really well and people aren't looking for a bargain is it because people just don't have money what are your thoughts on this Mike
0: the hard part is we're, we're living in we're living in it so sometimes like you know when you're fish in water it's hard to know like really what you're in yeah, if you yeah okay, look back. okay. And and part of it is your, we're we're looking really short sighted. It's like okay, we we entered a recession. It's not like a light switch turns on based off of like the GDP numbers are in. So like we could flip the light switch and now we know things are going to completely change. It's like a it's a it's a spectrum that we move along. And so I think like the longer a a good economy goes versus the longer a bad economy goes, that's when you start to see those things take uh, place as far as. There's there's like benefits to both. Like in a good economy, people have more expendable income. The downside potentially for a reseller is people aren't willing to let their stuff go as cheap. Mm. And people aren't necessarily looking for deals, right? Because they're like, hey, I can just go buy this new. I don't need to buy used. So it potentially could have downsides for a reseller, but also money is more freely available. So there's more people buying. So you might actually do better, even though, you know, there's more customer base, even though a lot of the customers aren't looking for your stuff then you got the flip side of what could be a negative economy and the idea that we've at least kind of held to or hoped for is that as the economy gets worse people are going to be looking for those deals they're going to be looking for um they're going to be looking for a way to save money they're going to be offloading their stuff for cheaper and so those are opportunities that a reseller can can capitalize on I, i kind of look at it in a lot of ways like the stock market um you've got the bull runs where the stock market is going up, you've got the bear runs where the stock market is going down. And you make money when the stock market is going up, but the people who are most successful are the ones who are able to buy and 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 build their portfolio when the stock market is going down. So that way when it does turn they're in a good spot. And so I think it's the same way for reselling. I think that that for resellers this could this should be a time where we're able to sell a lot of things because people are looking but also a time for building uh, a, a big inventory because people are offloading stuff. So I think we've held to the philosophy that during a, a downturn economy, over time, reselling should do really well. Uh, but the hard part is we're how far into this, right? I mean, we could look into this and say, okay, well, it's been a year. It's been however long mm-hmm, it's been. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's that's a very short period of time in an economic cycle. Like These things typically take several years up to 7 10 years 14 years of oh the economy goodness. going up yeah. or going down you know i mean obviously we hope it doesn't trend down for that period of time but it might be by year 2 or 3 where where things really start to catch up with okay now people are feeling it people are looking for the deals so
1: yeah it's interesting you said that you know historically the great depression lasted past world war II. i mean it wasn't until about 1948 so we're talking about like 1929 1948 that was 19 years and, uh, I'm not trying to scare anybody that things are going to go for a while, but I, you know, I, I just want people to aware. like we don't, we don't know, like we don't have the answers. We don't have a crystal ball, but I want to encourage you, you know, that, and we'll talk about this later, that if you're able to get items at a low cost, you can still be successful in reselling. You know, I'm still making sales. I'm still paying the bills. It's not. A for sure thing. Like there are times I have to dip into my savings. Uh, You know, I was just talking to Mike before the podcast how I'm mowing my own lawn now. Which you know that that was a. (laughs) I know that sounds weird, but I'm a city kid. I've never had to mow a lawn, and I had to figure it out. You know, and I'm trying to just you know cut corners to to make sure I have capital to to buy more items and, and continue moving on and reselling. So, you know, I looked at this, uh, old article from 2000 and I believe it's 2009. Uh, Yeah. October 4, 2009. This is from routers. I shared this like long time, like a year ago. I mean, we've been talking about selling a recession for a long time now. And, in this article, it states, uh, This is the title is Secondhand Retailer Score During Recession. Uh, the recession has taken its toll on many large U.S. retailers, but smaller ones catering to the secondhand market are flourishing as a cash trap seek the holy grail of the American consumer, a bargain. Uh, in August, the National Association of Resale and Thrift Shops, which claim to be the world's largest resale trade association, Said a survey of its members about second quarter sales in two thousand nine compared to the same period in two thousand eight showed increasing turnover in the secondhand sector. Of the two hundred sixty three and I don't want to read that part. Let me read more about uh, what people are buying. Uh, we are buying. So this is about half. Remember, remember that store, Half Price Books. Do you remember that at all? Yeah, like way back. All right. So Half Price book says we are buying more books than ever before. So people are selling. It started last year of people coming in and selling books for gas money. Right. So there is the opportunity that should be coming. Right. And I'm already seeing some of that. I'm being able to buy all kinds of stuff. I've mentioned in garage sales, like a quarter of my garage sales are resellers trying to offload the inventory for cheap. Uh, and then said uh, Doyle Thomas, whoever this person was, that is a v- was the VP of marketing at that time for uh, Half Price Books said, I think people are okay with buying used. It is also part of the growing culture of recycling. Uh, such success is rare amid a financial crisis that thrown millions of Americans out of work and made many things twice before the shop, which is almost a national obsession. Uh, so basically th- what they were arguing is that Things are go- going really well for individuals that are able to buy things for cheap and are able to sell at a bargain. And the rest of the article gives a bunch of stories of people uh, that were selling online. Then I looked at that and I thought, I wonder I wonder how eBay did during this time. You know, did, did the Q4 results of, of 2010, what did they come up? You know, because the recession started in 08, but no one knew it, right? And then things were bad for a few years. So I looked at 2010, uh, and it said uh, eBay. This is man. This is old. There's like no no bar graphs. Nothing. It's just a news report. It says a uh, global economy and online payment leader eBay uh, today reported that revenue for the fourth quarter, which ended December 31st, 2010, increased five percent to 2.5 billion. Think about that. 2.5 eBay. I think's running like 18 billion now. In uh, different quarters, uh, increased 5% to $5.5 billion, or 10%, excluding Skype. Remember Skype? Uh, compared to the same period of 2009, the company recorded fourth quarter net income, uh, which exceeded previous quarters. Uh, and so basically, eBay at this time, and this is on GMV, this is, you know, there is some PayPal because they're still connected to PayPal, but overall, eBay was still doing well. And so I do expect. You know historically, at least this Q4, like things should still go well in in a downturn economy because people are looking for uh, those secondary bargains
0: yeah, and I mean, Q4 is always going to be a uh, a boost in sales anyways. I mean, I remember I, I honestly haven't listened to very many of the uh, uh, what was the old scavenger life i I've only oh, yes, listened yes. to a handful of their scavenger life episodes. And but one of them I listened to, I remember they they said something and it was so true, which was like everybody complains that sales are slow, and it's like slow compared to what? Like if you're comparing it to Q4, of course sales are going to be slow. Mm. Uh, so you've got to compare apples to apples. And so yeah, when when a reseller is looking at, hey, compared to my my sales in September of last year and the year before and the year before, this is what I'm doing. That 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 would be a more accurate number. But. If you're kind of just thinking of like, hey, things were good not too long ago, and you're looking at that short scale um, time frame, then of course it's gonna be it's gonna feel like things are slow. Uh, But with the that Q4 boost, no matter what the economy is doing, I feel like things would have to be really, really rough for people not to be wanting to buy Christmas stuff, for people not to be replacing their Christmas decorations, for people to you know, like there are just certain things that people will not go without, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Like people are people people are going to give up a lot of stuff before they give up Christmas for their kids, for their grandkids, for their traditions, right? Like family traditions are huge. Such an American Um, thing. I mean, it is. I mean, that's fine. I mean, it is, it's, it's one of those things where people are not going to give it up. And so Q4, um, is going to be a good time. And part of it too, I'll never forget. I heard the statistics about how when someone is on vacation, uh, they're more willing to spend money. Like you go, let's say you're on vacation, you're on a cruise, or maybe it's not a cruise. Maybe you, you know, I don't know. You went to the Bahamas or something. Well, normally, if you're going to buy a water bottle, and if the water bottle is eight dollars, I mean, you expect that maybe at Disneyland or something. But if you're just walking down the street, you're going to be like, "No way, am I buying this water? I'll find somewhere cheaper." <laughs> but like when a person's on vacation, they start spending money and they stop thinking about it. They're like, "Well, it's eight dollars for the bottle of water, but whatever." It's vacation, and once they start spending, they they almost like they can't stop. And and tourist traps know that they know they can monopolize and and really take advantage of uh, the, the dollars that are being spent because people get into that almost euphoric high of spending. And I feel like that's part of Q4. People yeah, start true. buying presents. They start buying whatever. And before you know it, they've gotten a couple of gift cards. They've got a $50 gift card uh, to Amazon or to whatever. But the thing they want is like $70. So they're going to spend an extra $20 that they wouldn't have spent. And then, well, I've already bought this thing. And now I... I bought the new golf club. So now I need the, like the thing that goes on top of the golf clubs in a bag. And I need, and so before long, they're spending way more money than they, than they had anticipated. So I think just remembering that Q4 coming, I think whether or not the economy is doing well, if the economy is doing well, people are going to buy like crazy. If The economy is not doing well might not be buying as much but i still think that there's a ton of opportunity for us to be successful yeah agreed
1: and and the ebay earnings of last year prove that you know we, we talked about you know summer slow down the low and if we look at you know q q1 of 2022 right it was well before i go to q1 let's look at uh q2 right q2 right we're talking about uh april may right june okay uh, am I am I right? See January, 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 March. Yeah, April. Yes, all right. It was at eighteen point five billion, and then we got to the summer months, right? So now we're talking about you know July, August, September. Okay, uh, and this is the third quarter of Q uh, of, of of earnings, and it went down from eighteen point five billion to seventeen point seven billion. Okay, in sales on eBay and then you got to q4 and it jumped back up to 18.2 billion right so there's still an uptick happening and then you get to q1 of 2023 and we're at 8. 18.4 billion right so yes there is there is a downturn as far as in buying like you know q2 made more money than q4 2022 and q1 2023 but From Q3 2022 to Q4 2022 and Q1 2023, there was still an uptick. People were still buying. And so, you know, it's still following the general pattern. And I I think you're right, right? It's not going to be, you know, like my terrible analogy (laughs) earlier, it's not going to be like 2020 or those other years. But what we're seeing now probably isn't going to be the way it's going to be a month from now, two months from now, three months from now, there will be an uptick. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. Right. All right. Now, I did find, you know, historically, right. If you take a look at where reselling is going, reselling is only exploding, despite everything going on, despite inflation, you know, despite high gas prices. Retail online is still the place to be. You know, I there's this uh, stats from uh, Forbes articles, thirty eight e commerce statistics of twenty twenty three. And I'll share, with you some of the stats here. Uh, 20, 20.8% of retail purchases are expected to take place online in 2023. So things keep upticking. Uh, another stat here, uh, e-commerce sales are expected to grow 10.4% in 2023. Okay. The global e-commerce market is expected to total 6.3 trillion in 2023. I'm trying, let me see another 2023 here. All right, so Walmart, eBay, and AliExpress are the most visited e-commerce websites at the moment. Uh, there are countless e-commerce websites, but Walmart, eBay, and AliExpress win the popularity department. It's interesting that Amazon's not on here. Maybe Amazon not, not considered. I don't know. That's weird. Uh, I don't know, maybe Forbes <laughs> missed Amazon. It said, as of December 2022, Walmart.com has the most visited e-commerce website with 854.9 million monthly visits. Coming in second was eBay.com, generating 669.5 million visits. And so, so to me, I find that encouraging, right? That people are going online. There's still opportunity. You know, historically things should rebound. There should be sunshine around the corner. Things should improve and we should see an uptick in sales. Now the question comes up, how am I going to track all that? And the best way to track all that is by using my reseller genie. If you haven't used my reseller genie yet, you know, we're entering Q4. And if you don't get a handle on, You know, your finances, how much you're sourcing, how much you're selling, all that. You're going to be in for a mess when it comes to Q1 and you're trying to get ready for your taxes. Don't be in Orlando. okay? get your stuff done on time. And one of the best ways is by using my Reseller Genie. It's going to import import everything from the previous year. It'll allow you to track your profit and loss. It'll show you your numbers, you'll know what you're doing, and you'll actually be able to see the uptick from Q3 to Q4. So if you haven't signed up yet, uh, use our link below, use our code PUREHUSTLE, all caps, and it'll give you 15% off the first month. Again, go to the link below, and use our code PUREHUSTLE, all caps, and you'll get 15% off the first month with My Retailer Genie. Yeah, there you go. All right, now, do you see some advantages here, Mike? Yeah, um, here's here's a big one. And
0: and again, this is it's tough because we've talked about the importance of maybe moving to fast nickel, especially if you're trying to make ends meet. Mm -hmm. Um, But the reality is, like anything, if you're just riding small waves, you're you're always going to you're not you're never going to do as well. Again, I'm thinking of like the stock market. If the stocks start to drop like crazy and you buy them up and then you wait till they barely rise and you start selling them because you're trying to flip them quick for profit. Then, you're, then you realize a very small amount of profit. I think it's the same thing with reselling. If you're buying things right now, I think people are offloading stuff for cheaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, not always the case. Sometimes there's going to be people who they're, they're trying to make ends meet and so they're trying to offload their collection of baseball cards or their, their collection of golf clubs or whatever it is they have that they've been hoarding, which are valuable for top dollars. Sometimes there's those people, but a lot of times people are letting it go for cheaper because again, they're just trying to get that money fast. Uh, again, the the person who the person who is most interested in the sale is gonna get the worst end of the deal, right? So if somebody's really, really wanting to get rid of stuff, they're trying to make ends meet, they're going to sell things for cheaper. And so you could potentially buy huge collections of great items um, or full buyouts. Like someone might be like, "I'm trying to get rid of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I need the money." So they're willing to make better deals. But if you want to realize the most possible profit a lot of those things are things you you might have to say hey i could sell this now for a 20 30 percent gain over what i bought it for or i could hold on to it anticipating that the economy will recover at some point and as it recovers there'll be more expendable income people are going to be spending more money on hobbies they're going to spend more money on collectibles so it depends on what market you're in i think the the advantage of buying right now is in the 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 wants you're able to buy wants for cheaper but i think you're going to have a harder time selling those wants for very mm. high amounts of profit the opposite is true i think that needs things that people need are going to sell for more potential profit but you're going to have a harder time sourcing those things than if it's the economy is doing really well if the economy is doing really well you're probably finding you know good work boots much easier because people are just going to buy a new pair get rid of their old one so it's that trade off i think you just kind of got to know when the economy is doing well, you're probably going to have a harder time sourcing really, really profitable items cheap uh, as far as like collectibles and stuff like that. So if you can hold on, now is the time to potentially be buying. I think that is an advantage right now that we're seeing.
1: Yeah, I, I'm seeing it right now. It It is it is crazy the amount of stuff I'm able to buy these days. And and I've said this before. If If I had endless capital, I could source all day, every day or endless time too, right? Because, you know, I could, so right now I am overwhelmed with how much I have sourced in the last few weeks, uh, that I honestly probably could go right now two to three weeks without sourcing and I'd be fine. And I really haven't been sourcing much. I've just been going to garage sales. I mean, that's how much inventory I have right now. And I've been able to list, you know, Hey, I haven't been great, you know, but you know, I try to get hit my 20 to 30 a it, I, I still have inventory. Like I, I'm not running inventory, but there are people out there and we see it all the time, like, and it's unfortunate, but it's the reality. You know, people uh, that sell on eBay are just kind of done. They, they realize that right now, in order to make the same amount of money, you got to work two or three times harder, maybe more. And so people are saying, Hey, I just want to sell my store. I want to be done with it. I don't even want to look at this. And that also goes into the cost, like where people are just saying, Hey, I I I am so <laughs> anti reselling right now. I just I want to see it gone, and I'll sell it to you for ten percent of what I paid or whatever it may be. Uh, and th- and that's where where people are. And I'm seeing I said that I've seen that at at garage sales where some resellers are like, you know, it was great. I started in 2020, things were good. It was it was it was awesome, and now, yeah, I'm not sure about this anymore. And so that that's kind of the next thing here. I do anticipate there's a possibility there's less sellers in Q4. Now I have no way of finding that out. I'll be, I'll be real with you, all of you. There's no data out there. There, there's data that tells us how many listings there are for items, but you know, if you're doing retail arbitrage for Amazon, this Q4, if you're trying to do, you know, the hot items on eBay, I'm not sure how it's going to look, but I'll tell you this, like right now, the sentiment, Overwhelmingly, I would say if you go on YouTube or anywhere, is that you know, is 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 eBay done? Like, is reselling done? A lot of people are going back to their part-time jobs. A lot of people are going back to full-time jobs. Even in the Discord, right? A lot of people have said, "Hey, you know what? I lo- I love reselling. I want to keep reselling, but I need a steady paycheck." And so, if if you have the ability, like you said, to buy and to hold on, or or to continue making things happen, there there may be a lot of opportunity for you in this Q four. And so that's just the way I see it. I don't know. Again, <laughs> I wish I had data for this one, but it's just the, just the sense I'm getting from the overall reselling community. That's good. Now, do, do you understand do, do you see any shipping advantages I've said this before like i I don't think people are, are as as adamant about getting their items on time and I think that could work to our advantage do, do you agree with that
0: I mean maybe I don't know it's hard to say for sure because I think I think there's if people are getting a deal they're going to be willing to wait a little bit more potentially but it's just like we've talked about with like prices going up on like items whether it's gas or food. Once that once that toothpaste is out of the toothpaste container, it usually doesn't go back in. Okay, and okay. I think it's the same thing too with customer expectations. I think it would take a lot for customers, just in general, myself included, to think, you know what, I could go back to like one week shipping times or two weeks. I mean in the day of like Amazon Prime, like we've gotten so accustomed to same day. I mean we we've become accustomed to immediate when it comes to like things that we want to watch on on TV used to you used to feel like you were like, for me, you, not too long ago, I remember I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Redbox and pick up a movie. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. There's the internet, right? Like, I don't have to drive anywhere. I can just yeah. click it and then I have it. So people have gotten so used to immediate that I think it's tough to say people are, are potentially more willing to wait longer. That being said, if I don't need something immediate and I'm going to be saving 10 to 20 percent. I mean, Timu is a good example. People are starting to buy like crazy on Timu. I mean, a lot of that stuff's just junk, but people are willing to wait a long time because the deals are so good. So I think that you know, maybe maybe there's a case to be made that people are okay waiting longer. I don't know though with shipping. The hard. I'm not going to say we have an advantage in shipping right now because shipping prices are going up, shipping times are going down. But I think people they want to get their stuff cheap and they want to get it quickly, and so those are. There are two factors that are going to negatively impact us as resellers. All right.
1: right. I will say there there is an advantage I can think of, though. You know, USPS, I've mentioned before, the ground advantage. It is. It's great. I love it. It, it, For multiple reasons. Uh, It's actually cheaper than UPS and FedEx sometimes. So if you haven't yet, if you have an item and you're like, wow, I didn't think it was going to ship that much. You know, usually we go to pirate ship. Right. We try to see if there's a discount there but lately I've been shipping USPS uh, ground advantage. It's been cheaper than, and it's actually easier for me because right. If, if you're one of those people like me that you drive out to the post office, you know, it, there's always that one or two FedEx packages or one or two UPS. But if you can just do everything at the post office, that's going to save you time. So I see that as an advantage. Like that makes it it's cheaper. You also get that insurance. Uh, I just, I I've really been liking it. So, this is not exactly what I was leaning on here, but uh, yeah, make sure make sure you're checking out the USPS Ground Advantage. Uh, it's it's interesting because it goes up in weight, right? It goes up to seventy pounds, I think. And uh, I've shipped out twenty pound items, and it's been cheaper than UPS and FedEx. So definitely check that out. Now, have you seen your gas prices going up there in Texas? Yeah, I mean they're going up, but man, it's hard to
0: complain after being used to uh, used to California. <laughs> okay, where are prices. you guys at That's right now? Sure. Uh we're at like three eighteen, I think.
1: Okay. So I have the cheapest gas in San Diego. I'm at I'm at four seventy nine. So that's not too much more than yours. But if you were go outside, you know, I, I have that great gas station here, but if other places in San Diego, it's like five, five forty nine, five fifty, it's like almost a dollar more. So my guess is gas is gonna go up. Uh we've already uh tapped into our strategic uh, reserves and those are low and and that was opened up by the administration to keep gas prices low but now those are low and we really don't have anywhere else to go and so what ends up happening is you know there's not enough out there demand goes up gas prices go up and then if you're shopping right i think about myself like the other day i uh you know i i teach homeschool and i i need a i need like this adapter for my macbook and, you know, back in the day, if you didn't get, if you didn't, you needed something, where would you go? Like, if you needed an adapter for your computer, where would you go?
0: I mean, probably Walmart or Circuit City or something like right? that. You go to Walmart. Not Circuit, circuit City. City. Uh, <laughs> when you were that's five? Cir- Best Buy. <laughs> yeah. When I was, when I was five. <laughs> okay. yeah, Best Buy.
1: Okay, right. You go to Best Buy. Walmart, whatever. Best Buy. But even yeah. then, you could go there, right? And there's no guarantee. Right? You can go online. You can check. Right? But there's not. But then you think about the time, right? For me to get to a Best Buy, it's about, it's about 30 minutes, right? So I drive out 30 minutes. I go, it may be there. It may not be there. I can maybe order it online and and maybe do pickup, but still that's 30 minutes and then 30 minutes back. So I'm spending a whole hour. Well, what I did is I went on Amazon and that adapter was on Amazon. I ordered it. It was 8 a.m. And it had the option of being delivered to my house between 10 a.m. and 3 in the afternoon. So I just ordered on Amazon. Like, why am I going to drive? I just click, click, click. And it gets to me. I don't have to drive anywhere. You know, I don't have to put wear on my car. Like, it's beautiful. And I, I think the same thing is going to happen in Q4 uh, in the sense that people are going to go, wow, why am I going to drive to the outlet mall? Why am I going to drive to all these places? It's It's a lot of money because... If you think about it, right, if you're, I don't know, half an hour from an outlet mall and gas, let's say, whatever it is, you know, you got to factor in, it may cost you 10 to $20 just to get there. And then on top of that, the hours you spend looking for items where you can just do that in the comfort of your home, not drive anywhere, and it will get shipped to you in a good time.
0: Okay. So just to clarify, though, the reason why we're even talking about all of this is the idea that people are going to be looking to potentially buy things online, hoping that they can save that time and energy. So that connects us as resellers as, you know, people are going to be buying those things. So if you're selling things people are looking for, they might be more likely to buy from you as opposed to drive to the store. So yeah, that is a, that is certainly potentially a benefit. Yeah.
1: Well, just think about it. Like how easy is it? I mean, last year I ordered all my kids gifts online. I didn't go to one single store. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. So I think that's going to be more the case as gas prices go up, as people are trying to think, Hey, what is the most efficient way to get gifts? It's going to be online. And so make sure you have your, you know, we'll talk about this later here. Make sure you have your beef, uh, your beef, your store beefed up, make sure it's ready to go. And you have those, uh, eat your beef, (laughs) eat your beef, eat your vitamins. So, all right. Hey, uh, if you haven't yet, Okay, and you enjoy the podcast and you're like, hey, I wanna I wanna help these bald bearded guys, uh, you can jump on over to Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash Pure Podcast. We'll go to the link below for five fifty-five a month. Uh, it helps us. You know, a lot of you had mentioned how even with the transition of Mike moving out to Texas that our quality actually went up. <laughs> and the reason being is because the equipment we're able to buy, uh, we now, you know, we're paying a little bit extra for StreamYard. Uh, you know, our podcast is on our different servers that we got to pay and maintain. And so any help we get from Patreon always helps us out. So if you haven't yet, uh, check the link below and the bonus you get with that is you get to jump on the discord in the pure Russell podcast community. And uh, I just love it because you know, there's a lot of resellers on there that sell all kinds of different stuff. I'm always learning, uh, you know, like one of them, you know, lately it wasn't, and that wasn't late. It was like a month ago. Somebody had discussed buttons. I know I say buttons terribly, but (laughs) that there's money in buttons. Like I I have no idea. Like I, if I saw a jar full of buttons, I'd have no way to discern what's what. And even that short time, I learned real quick, you know, I should keep an eye out for this. I should keep an eye out for that. So, definitely a place even if you're just looking for encouragement definitely encourage you uh, to jump on over uh, to patreon.com and also join us in the discord yeah alright so I, I ready to talk about some uh, some awesome uh, hustles of the week here
0: yeah so again keeping up with that idea of trying to be optimistic here we've got a, a part of the podcast that everybody loves come on hustlers it's the freaking hustle, hustle. of the week there we go came in all funky but uh it's the hustle of the week and the hustle of the week is a time where we get to share things that people have done um really well on like items that they've bought at a maybe a, a discounted price or crazy fine sometimes it's fines people get in a trash can right where they just get something out of nowhere or they scored something great they've researched something and then it's a big score and we get to all celebrate it together so uh, our first hustle of the week comes from uh, Jameson11inc on Instagram. So picked up picked up 19 sealed PS3 games for $2 each at a small thrift store. Sold the Incredible Hulk Sony PlayStation 3 uh, game, which was PS3 new factory sealed for $150 plus shipping same day. So pick this thing up for two bucks. Sold it for one hundred and fifty. Same day. That's incredible. Same day. And and that's the kind of stuff like small thrift. You just never know, right? Somebody they get a whole bunch in, and again, they're they're probably just hoping to move stuff. They're not wanting to spend time looking at every game, every single thing that comes in. So they just put them in. That's the price they sell for. They're doing fine on them. And uh, and look, we got Jamerson here making making $150 off one of the games they picked up. If you picked up no other games, like he's already in the profit. It's fantastic
1: job. It's just, it's just, it's just wild. And I can't think of the last time I've found any sealed video games at a thrift out here. So good for you because that, that is a rarity. All right. So I want to read this uh, from our uh, email. Somebody had emailed this one. Uh, So this comes uh, from Kristen. She said, I came across a TI-84 graphing calculator in a random drawer at the thrift store. It was marked for a dollar and it was their monthly half off sale. The calculator is missing the back battery door, but I figured it would still be worthwhile at 50 cents. I paid a total of $27 for several items at the store and listed the calculator that evening. After an hour, I had an offer for $50 plus shipping, seven dollars less than what I had listed for. I accepted the offer, and quickly made back a profit. I'm grateful for all I learned on your podcast. Keep on keeping it real. Kristen from Canada. Yeah, and th- there's stuff. two reasons I appreciate that. One is she still picked it up with the battery door missing. I've never even thought about that. And two, you know, it, it, it's funny, you know, our, you, a lot of these hustles of the week are crazy, right? Like people pick it for a dollar and they sell something for 500. But that, that everybody has their different hustles of the week. Right, the fifty cents to to fifty dollars, like that is a great hustle a week, right? What is that? That's a hundred x. Like you, you can't, you can't beat that. So, feel yeah. free. Don't think that every single hustle a week you share with us has to be like this massive, insane return. Like fifty cents to fifty bucks, is still a great return.
0: It's huge. It's amazing. Um. All right, our next one comes from at Nineties Kicks Kid on Instagram. So had a McRib t-shirt picked up for $1.50 so a McRib uh, one of those McDonald's sandwiches right Mm -hmm. Uh, so when McDonald's killed it in the past um, year I told my son it's time to list it sold for $69.99 plus shipping sold it for six yeah that's that's crazy so $1.50 to $69.99 so 70 bucks off of a McRib shirt. I didn't realize they they killed it. Is that what that means? Yeah. Like they got rid of it. Yeah, There's no wore McRib. Yeah it keeps it keeps dying and coming back. But yeah So then it never really dies. It it just it's just seasonal, right? Yeah I, I don't know. I don't know but it keeps saying like I always thought it
1: was seasonal. They're always like the McRib is
0: back. So Yeah I think it's just seasonal. Okay. I, but maybe maybe that maybe it's it's uh it, it does go away and then comes back. But uh Man, you know what? I used to love the McRib when I was a kid and I've tried a couple. I don't want to say recently, but in the last like five years or so, I've had a couple and I feel like they're always gross now, like bones and stuff in them.
1: (laughs) They're not good. You know, you know, I I just think palates change over time. Maybe. You know, it's kind of like I know this is not really as a podcast, but we rarely go off track. But I used to love the chicken sandwiches from Burger King. Like, you know, the the long ones, like they used to have this international, like it'd be like Italian chicken sandwich and French and American. Yeah. And I used to love it. Like I would get two at a time and it'd be it was like eating filet mignon for me. And now. What was I thinking? Like, what, like what happened? Either it got you got a more refined palate. Yeah, I, I guess so, because I can't eat that anymore. So, all right. Anyways, okay. I want to share a funny story related to this because this Hustle of the Week was in the comments of a post uh, that we had on Instagram. And by the way, if you're not following us on social media, we are Purcell Cast on on X and we are Purcell Podcast on every other social media site. And so, you know, please follow us there. So I had posted, I I sold, this isn't my Hustle of the Week, but I sold a uh, mad magazine that had Pee Wee Herman on it. And it sold, I you know, I paid like 50 cents and it sold for $75. And the reason it sold at a premium is because, you know, uh, the actor recently died. And whenever people die, prices go up on things. It's just the reality of reselling. You know, we're not, we're not, you know, advocating, you know, waiting for people to die. But somebody had left a comment that I thought was, I don't know. I want to hear your thoughts on this. I don't know if you caught this one. So somebody said, should I read this, Mike? Do you know a comment I'm talking about?
0: I don't think so.
1: Okay, all right. Somebody said, I love profiting off of famous people's death. I have a huge pile of Britney Spears stuff right now just waiting. (laughs) And I don't even know. Wow. I mean... I I, I don't... I just said I'm just going to leave this one alone. And they... They said, stock up before it's too late, <laughs> you know what I mean. And I'm just like,
0: ah. <laughs> I'm trying to laugh I that know, time. but you can't,
1: you're like, you can't but, because it's so, that's... it's dark humor. <laughs> it's dark humor is what it is.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where as resellers, we know what it's like. Someone passes away. I mean, anybody who had Bob Barker stuff, right? They, they, They probably did really well. Um, Did you hear that joke? One of those Should I
1: tell this joke,
0: where he got as close to <laughs> as close to a hundred without going over? Yeah. Is that that's so sad? um You <laughs> know what's crazy with Bob Barker too. So I love my, Bob Barker.
1: He was he was great. My
0: wife and I got a Roku a while back, and we were using it. um Like we got a couple of shows we let our son watch, like on on YouTube, and so we didn't have we didn't have a smart TV, so we had to attach a Roku to it. Well, Roku came with like free channels, and one of the channels that it had was like. Price is right. So it's 24 okay. seven, Price is right. And my son, like, really got into it. He'd be like, Can I watch Price is right? But it was the Bob Barker era, Price is right. So for the last, like, several months, my son, like, at least a couple times a week, is wanting to watch Price is huh. right. And so we'll watch, like, 30, 40 minutes of Price is Right, Bob Barker. So, um, but yeah, man, what an icon. But, anyways, all that to say, um, it, it, I don't know if it's so much that you're, like, intentionally trying to profit off no. of tragedy, but it's one of those things where, again anybody right now could go out and buy those things they could buy stuff but th- nobody thinks of it right yeah. and the reason why the prices go up is all of a sudden people go oh man you know like i i, I kind of I, I, they're they're searching that person up on 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 google they're looking them up and then they're like man that's i, I miss that person and, th- and they feel that loss and so they want something yep. that to like connect to it and so it, it's 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 that demand goes up. I mean, it's supply and demand. And and again, there's people who can be potentially cruel about it, uh, but I don't think it's it's like one of those things. Like you're not going to say like, hey, because this person passed away. If you had if you had Bob Barker stuff, he passed away, you're not going to like, you know what? I'm just going to give this stuff away for free because he's passed. You're you're going to try and make money, and you're not going to sell it for rock bottom because if you can make more, you're going to make more. So I don't think it's a lot of times malicious, but. Man, the stockpiling just in case. I mean, there, maybe there's something to be said about that. Like that's your retirement plan. Like there's gonna come a day when this stuff's gonna be valuable, and hopefully I time it right. Yeah, I don't.
1: Uh, yeah, I just read that. I was like, what? like it was one of
0: those it's wh- messed up. Wh- it's messed up, but it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because like we get it as resellers. Like there's the line, there's the edge, and like we're all like trying to find it, and
1: like that's what makes it funny. I'm, j- I'm just it's, waiting it's, for it's, the comments on on this YouTube. By the way, feel free to comment. On anything here, you know, we're, we're always open to good discussion.
0: Hey, if you if you if you comment and you don't think that or at least appreciate the humor in that, then uh, I'm sorry. But is I'm
1: it, sorry isn't it funny you. how this all came out of the McRib being killed, which isn't a big deal
0: <laughs> to people? Hey, man, like that's, you know, when
1: when something's gone forever, you got to have a piece of it. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. All right. uh, right. it my. Hu- oh, no, that's that's all the hustles of the. is it that all the hustles a week? No. Yep. Yeah, that is. Okay. How about ours? Do you, do you have one to share?
0: Yeah, I mean, nothing huge. Just, uh, again, the going to the Goodwill outlet. And I may have already talked about, like, one uh, one Halloween costume I picked up, like a kid's Halloween costume. But there were some more. And um, because it's pay-per-pound and it's kids' Halloween costumes like still in the plastic bags, uh, which I'm assuming they're used. I'm not going to, like, take them out and smell them or anything. So I'm just going to list as used in package. Yeah. Uh, But... You know, they're like the spirit costumes where they're like themes like a Michael Myers, like a Lego thing, okay, okay. Uh, uh, that, that kind of stuff, you know? So, and, and now's the time. Like, I feel like Halloween costumes are going to start moving mm-hmm. quickly. And so being able to get these dirt cheap, get as many of them as I did, as cheap as I got them right at the right time. Like, this is the time I expect prices of Halloween costumes to go up in thrift stores. And I just so happen to time it out right. So uh, pretty
1: excited. We'll see how those sales uh, turn out. All right. I have a cr- crazy follow-up. Last week's office. So if you haven't Let's caught our last uh update episode, make sure to catch us so you have more context. So just catch everybody up to speed. I was at a garage sale. Uh, somebody was about to throw away a bunch of Game Boy Advanced boxes. And you know, because they were going through the boxes and checking if there's games. There were no games, so they just kept putting it in the trash. And when they were all done, I was like, Hey, did you find anything? They're like, Nope. And I'm like, all right, I'll just take the bag. And I just took the bag. Okay. So this went wilder than I thought. Like this this was this this may have been probably one of my best scores of all time. Uh just because I paid zero. I, I paid nothing for this bag of boxes. So let, let me just share some of these these uh these solds here. I sold the Pokemon Sapphire Game Boy Advance box for $100 plus ship. Sold the Sonic Advance 3 for $45. Bucks. Uh, sold a... Let me find another high dollar. I sold some for $20 bucks here and so on. Pokemon FireRed Virgin Game Boy Advance box for, with manuals and posters for $200 plus ship. Uh, sold another Pokemon Ruby Virgin Game Box uh, Advance with inserts, no manual, for $120 plus ship. Sold another Pokemon Leaf Green version Nintendo Game Boy Advance box and inserts for $150 plus ship. Sold another Pokemon uh, this is the biggest one. Uh, I sold the Pokemon Emerald version Game Boy Advance box. Now, people had shared with me comps about the Emerald one that the recent sold for like 400 something. Mine had everything but I didn't have the cartridge holder for the box. And somebody gave me a good offer. So I sold that one for $316 plus ship. Okay. That's crazy. So it's crazy boxes. So, boxes. so my total right now, and I'm, I still have like 12 more boxes, my total and gross profit. So, you know, you can take out the net, whatever you want. Okay. okay. My gross profit right now from free is $1,740 gross, gross profit in a week and a half. Crazy. That's no joke, man. I'm a little jelly. Bro, to think that would have gone in the trash. Yep. It was in a trash bag by the the, the 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 trash to be picked up the next day. That That is... And think about it. If I had been there five minutes later, I would have never seen those boxes. So God is good. All I can say is thank you, God, for that. Because there, there's... What are the odds that I am there and there were no other resellers. And there had been resellers there before and had gone through everything and did not pick up those boxes. There literally was boxes inside a, a, on top of a bunch of manga books that nobody had picked up. They just sat there. Oh, by the way, I've been selling manga too. that. That's not even yeah. the manga I picked up. Yeah, that's uh, that's another Bolo for sure. So anyway, yeah, manga is interesting. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's true <laughs> it is there's some that i've i've purchased and then i have like i'm not selling yeah, yeah. of some, some, some
1: weren't uh didn't follow the pure hustle brands so i didn't I, I ended up uh discarding them let's put it that way so um but anyways crazy I, I i will say that that may have been my best haul ever just because of the circumstances how much i paid for them how quickly they sold and you know i had people messaging me you know, one guy was like, "Hey, it showed delivered, I didn't get it." You know, do you know what happened? I really want to add this to my collection. So it was all collectors buying. So just be out there. It's a bolo. It's it's just wild. Anyways, all right, I'm done. I can I can go on and on about it. I'm just I'm just in shock still. Just in shock about what happened. So thank you everyone That's for awesome. sharing your hustle of the week. You know, whether it's 1 to 50 or free to a 1000, they're all the same. They're all awesome finds. It keeps us motivated. Keeps us going
0: yeah all right that brings us to our last section where we're going to kind of look at how do we implement this and um you know one of the first things is is it's time to start listing you whether or not you're you're excited for q4 you're you don't think it's going to be good i mean you're not going to make money if you're not listing and so let's say let's say uh let's say things turn around let's say all of a sudden there's a big rush of people buying let's say Whatever, more expendable income comes. There's a good Q4 coming up. We might look back years from now and be like, man, remember the Q4 of 2023? Like, we don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so if you're not listening and getting prepared, you're not going to be successful. And I'll I'll never forget. Um, I need I need to look it up the exact wording because it was so good. But from the book Um The Richest Man in Babylon, and it was the concept of like fortune and good luck, and that there's really no such thing. But what what it is is fortune seems to be when people are able to and willing to take advantage of the situations that come up and not everybody's able to, right? Like you, a lot of times the opportunity comes and you're just not in a position to do it. I think mm-hmm. about all the times I'll never forget. Like when I, I was learning about Bitcoin back when it was like a couple hundred dollars, few hundred bucks a coin. And I thought I missed the boat. I was considering buying some and I didn't, I, my, I wasn't even married at the time. I was talking to my wife. Uh, she was my big fiance, I think at the time. And she's like, I don't know. It makes me sick when I even think about it. I, I wasn't in a place financially, though, where I could have spent even $400 yeah. on just something that I had no idea about. Whereas like now I, I'm, I'm in a better place where I could do that. So same thing with this. Like You've got to set yourself up where when those opportunities come, you're not like, well, I missed that Q4 and it was a good one. You've got to be listing now. Now is the time to list. Worst case scenario, the economy doesn't go up. It's a bad Q4. You at least got some stuff listed. You're going to make more sales than you would have. So there's no downside to listing.
1: No, agreed, agreed. Because you're still you're still gonna sell those. Maybe they'll sell in Q1. You know, maybe maybe it will sell before that. Like it doesn't hurt. But if it's gonna be a good Q4, it's always the uptick. And so if the, I always say this, if you have items that haven't sold for the year, and people offer you in Q4, you better take those offers right so you better have as much listed to be able to take as much offers and it's interesting there's a there's out a there's an article by Forbes and they talked about how the shopping season is actually longer so if you haven't listed yet you definitely need to list now because people aren't being encouraged uh, to shop sooner let me read this real quick Uh, Many students are just heading back to school and Halloween is still two months away, but Christmas lights, reindeer, wrapping paper, and mounds of new toys are already appearing in store aisles and on popular retail sites as the Christmas shopping season creeps forward into August. Retail analysts say the idea is to get people to shop early and often, even as consumers grapple with high inflation, rising housing costs, and the return of student loan payments in October after a three-year pandemic-related moratorium. The holiday shopping season has become clearly the most important period for a retailer, says Marshall Cohen, chief retail advisor for Serkana, a consuming insights firm. Some merchants figure, why not extend it and make it have a longer life? Analysts say shoppers may be more likely to overspend as they spread their purchases over an extended period. It hurts a lot when you take it out of your wallet today says Joel Davis, executive director of David F. Miller Retail Center at the University of Florida Business School. But if I spent it in a month or two months or three months ago, I don't feel the pain. It's long gone. I thought that was interesting. So what they're saying is people are going to buy some now, buy some in September, buy some in October, buy some in November. And so you better make sure you have your stuff listed because if that's true, right, if people are going to be buying early you know because they're, they're like oh no you know you know i, I don't know where i'm going to be in 1 month or 2 months or 3 months and and people are going to overspend now so they don't feel it later it's better to get your stuff listed asap than waiting and going oh you know i still got a little bit of time
0: yeah no that's that's good um and and it's it's more than just listing your items too right like you got to be you got to be ready um in in a lot of different ways do you've got your your shipping supplies are you organized we've talked a lot about summer slowdown and and one of my big things is if you're already putting in a certain amount of time like let's say you've based off of your lifestyle you a lot i don't know 15 hours a week to reselling everybody's got a different Mm -hmm, number mm -hmm. but that's what i can do right like this amount of time per week every day it's x amount of time saturdays is more you've got your your time figured out well if if you're having a harder time sourcing Maybe you're not selling as many items. So uh, you're spending fewer hours selling and shipping and and sending stuff off. Well, what can I do with that time? You could just say, well, I only have five hours of reselling a week now instead of 15. Well, use that 10 hours of allotted time, at least for a week, and, and get yourself organized, get your taxing stuff in order, uh, get my reseller genie, and get all that stuff figured out. So that way, when tax season comes, you're good to go. Get your inventory reorganized. Maybe double check your listings and your prices. Maybe relist a few items. Uh, take some better pictures if some of your older stuff doesn't have good. Like get organized now. Go out and get the shipping supplies you're gonna need when sales start coming in. So use this time you have now um, to be prepared for when sales pick up. You're in a good place. Like you don't want to be. You don't want to be in that place where Q4 hits. All of a sudden things are busy and you're not organized. You don't have the supplies and you go. Well, I guess I should have used that time before. It's like. Implement now. Use the time you have available now so that you're prepared for when things get better.
1: Yeah. Last thing you want to do is you know, you have sales coming through, you have cash, you want to go sourcing, but you spent, you know, an hour looking for a box or you spent 30 minutes looking for tape or you didn't have your stuff organized. And, you know, you look at your custom SKU label and you get that dreaded, there's nothing there. (laughs) And, you're you have 30 totes and you're like i have to go through all these 30 totes like you got to make sure like you you got to be ready and if you know there is sunshine here coming around the corner uh you want to make sure that you're ready to go and and the other thing before we get started though hey by the way it's q4 it's that gifting time so if if you want to you know keep that bald look that mike and i have uh, you know, skull shaver is how we keep it. Uh, and, you know, last year around this time, we had a lot of people buying their skull shaver and they were happy with it. Uh, and so if you haven't yet, uh, go to skull shaver down via the link below and use our code, uh, pure hustle. I believe it's pure hustle. <laughs> it's been a while. It's in the description. It'll tell you uh, and it'll give you a discount. And uh, listen, it'll actually keep you, uh, you know, efficient during Q4 when you're like, man, I look rough during Q4. Well, <laughs> you have that school shaver you're gonna be looking smooth and clean so yeah, check out yeah. school shaver all right so this one we've talked a lot we haven't said use this phrase in a lot uh, in a long time uh mark meyer actually was the one that brought this up to us remember when we interviewed him it's been a long time when was that yeah. like 2021 the guy from storage wars yeah it's been a minute yeah, i'm not sure it's been a minute uh, but yeah he, he had brought something up when we we interviewed around this time and he said you right now, you want to make sure that you're willing to be inventory light, right? Because you're going to want to keep up with buying and selling during Q4, right? So you want to sell as much as possible. So you always have the capital and you can keep sourcing. You keep keep sourcing as people are buying. Now, this can relate to Amazon, right? If you have that stuff from Amazon that you've been waiting for that right price, but that right price never hit. Like for me, I have... A garage full of items that I think I'm gonna definitely blow out this next few weeks, uh, so I can have some cash on hand so I can do more retail arbitrage in Q4. Or maybe you have those eBay items that you're like, oh, I'm waiting for the right buyer. Like now's now's the time to just sell that stuff because if if people are buying at high velocity. You know, come September, October, November, and eventually December 2, especially those first two weeks of December, you want to ha- be cash heavy so you can keep buying and listing, buying and listing over and over again. You don't want to have this gluttony of, of items that didn't sell and you don't want to be cash poor and you can't go and buy items to end up, you know, making good profit on or at least fast nickel on, which if things exponentially, you know, go in the right direction, you can make a lot of profit. And did that make sense what I'm saying here, Mike?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I don't I want to make sure it doesn't sound like we're talking out of both sides of our mouth because every okay. situation is yeah, different. Yeah. And earlier in the podcast, I did say like it might not be a bad idea to be stocking up and holding some items. Oh, I but see you don't want to yeah. do that with everything. Right. So there may be some items like you bought out somebody's collection of RC cars and that market's just not doing well right now. So maybe now if you can hold on to it don't try and just offload that really fast So you have an extra hundred dollars in capital that you can spend when that hundred dollars might be thousands of dollars worth of potential profit in just a year Mm. or two or maybe just once the time is right so but but you don't want to take that mindset with everything that same mindset's not going to work with just the random you know pair of shoes you have so you don't want to hold on to everything but there there are going to be some items hey be willing to hold on to because you're picking it up at a good price and the price will go back up. But other things, yeah, sell now so that again, one, you've got that capital and potentially some of that capital could be for buying out big, big lots of stuff that might not sell for another five years, but in the long run could be extremely profitable. I mean, if if you had the chance right now that you knew you could buy something that's not going to sell for five years, but you're going to make 20 times your money on it, like you would do it. You'd do it if you had the space. So... There's going to be some items where that might be the case. But yeah, you definitely want to be cash heavy as much as possible so that you have those opportunities. So when somebody comes to you with a good deal, you can jump on it and strike while the iron
1: is hot. You know, it is it is a tough balance. You're making me question my Pokemon box sales right now, because had I held on to those, you know, it could be in, in two years. Thousands. Right. It could be. But at the same time, we don't know because, you know, people that were playing Pokemon in 1997, 98, 99. Like they didn't know, you know, it, it literally took two decades for it to skyrocket, right? Because things skyrocketed in twenty 2020, twenty, twenty twenty one. So you know, you might hold on to something for too long. It's interesting because uh, today uh, I went to a friend's house and he uh, he's big into uh, VWs and he owns a couple of VW buses, you know, and he bought his for like twelve hundred years ago, and he's been he's fixed it up and I think it's worth like a hundred k now or whatever it is. <laughs> But but he's saying he says, hey, right now, this is, you know, the hottest car out there. But in a month or two, that could end. And these we can get back to these dropping down to selling for 20K, even 10K. And so it's it's a hard one. So you definitely have to you know, you just got to figure out where you're at. If you're in a place where, like you said, you're able to hold and you can still keep making money, then hold on to some stuff. But be aware you also are risking it. And I, I look at those Pokemon boxes like I'm in a place right now where making that money right now was more of a benefit to me than me holding on to it. Cause it allowed me to buy more inventory. Obviously it was a slow summer. And so it allowed me to catch up on some, on, on not, not the bills. I wasn't behind on my bills, but it made me pay ahead uh, to make sure I'm good for Q4 in case anything happens. So you got to be wise in, in what you do. So hopefully this episode helped many of you, you know, we want to encourage all of you that there is sunshine around the corner. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, historically there's a case to be made that Q4 is going to be great. Uh, Right now, there's a lot of advantages leading into Q4. And last of all, make sure you implement those changes that you're successful and you're profitable. And with that being said, make sure to be real, be relevant, and be reselling. Late. Peace.